Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> You can't give up now. Why not? Because it's not real. Look around, Jeff. Haven't you noticed the vending machines are full of meats and hard-boiled eggs? Or that all the background students are attractive women? Hi. Yeah. This is a world you've created in your own mind. The real battle is within. You're afraid to graduate because you think Greendale has changed you too much. So part of you wants Evil Jeff to win because then you could go backwards and pretend you're the same guy you were four years ago, but you're not. You're stronger. You're better. You have friends. No, screw that. You have a family. Wait. If this is all in my mind, then I don't really need to fight them. Don't logic this one away from me. We finally figured out a way to make paintball cool again. Well, we finally have done it. We've, we've reached the end of the road of the road that we drove. When there was no Dan Harmon barking you just said, the we, tree of uh, life. It's Zach. getting more complicated. We've reached the end of the road of the road. Yes. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's graduation day. It's a big time. It's our season four finale. Uh, it's taken us, uh, I mean, we've we've blown through season four, but it's been a journey mm. getting through it. We've reached the last episode uh, and, and even though we're at the very end of the season, boy, is there a lot to talk about this week. You know, my pockets, my mouth, and my trash can are full today, Zach. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everybody. I'm John Deancock. Nice. 
Uh, I'm Steven, and just shake my hand, idiot. It's simple. <laughs> I... <laughs> I love that they were able to get Dean Cock past the censors, because obviously it's a Hancock yeah. joke, but it says Dean Cock. Dean Cock, yeah. I love that they got that one past the censors, and I'm glad well that you guys all made it past the censors to to listen to us here today. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to talk about today's Complicated episode, emotions. I am, ex- I am the most excited to talk. I've never been more excited to talk about an episode that I don't feel great about. I'll say sure. that. Yeah. There's a lot to, to unpack in this one. I agree. <laughs> or to pack away if, if, <laughs> yeah, if that and that's, fits better. And really, after <laughs> this episode, that is what the show does. We pack yeah. this away. We make little references. We only refer to it as the gas leak year in the mm-hmm. future of the show. Uh, so I do think that's a way to put it, that today we're going to take this episode. We're, and next week with our roundtable, we're going to be – uh, picking up what season four gave us and packing it away. Not that all of it was bad. I agree no. that like both the bad things and the good things about season four, season five and six move away from, and yeah. they should. But th- th- we've we've got to talk about it while we're here. Uh, what do we want to talk about? Oh, we've got a shout out at the very tippity tipple top of our program. Our ten dollar and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Brian Thurman. We love all those people very much. We're glad you're around. The Patreon's hopping right now. We're doing yeah, more stuff over the there five than is, we is, ever is have. I, well, I meant more content wise. Awards. We're all reaping. We're yeah, reaping there's a lot of reaping going here. on over there. If you like what we do here and you want to support us, that's the way to do it. Whether you just want to get a shout out from us here on the show, or you want to hang out with us more often, get all the, I don't know, I don't know. There's probably like 50 hours of bonus content over there by now. There's so much. Yeah, we've done 50 lot. something episodes of the pre-show. We've done several hour long things. We we do broke back bebop every week now there's so much content and you get this show early every week so if any of that sounds good to you if you're still listening to us it probably does so come check it out yeah five dollars and also we gotta shout out our five dollar papa uh you slip him a five and just about anything gets by uh, (laughs) at communities on twitter yeah it's not that he wants the money he's just a really big abraham lincoln fan and wants to get as many of those suckers as possible if I ever have the, uh, man, just the, if I ever want to feel awful and listen to our <laughs> own show all the way through, I would love to make a compilation of all the weirdest communities shout outs. Oh, that'd be great. Or of different Because we things. truly have shouted out communities every single like, episode. Like, we could do all kinds of stuff. We could do all the, like, when we used to do the commercials all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Like, when it was a different sponsor every week, we could do mm-hmm. uh, an act trivia thing. I think that'd be fun. Maybe I will have to do that, like, after the show is done. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a fun. blast. So yeah, not, not for else? you to put together, anything but it'd be a blast to, to listen to. It'd be fun to put together. It wouldn't be a fun... Look, I love that people listen to our show, but I edit it. And also, like, <laughs> I feel confident about us having com- being the type of people that yeah. can have the type of conversations that are worth listening to. However, listening to myself back, not when I'm yeah. editing so much, but listening to myself back, especially if there's anybody else around, makes mm-hmm. me feel kind of gross. No, every time, like, Danny's, like, getting ready for work, She's like listening to it, and that's been out a pretty loud. common thing for you guys. Is that you're uh, usually yeah. when you hear our show is through Danny listening to it. Yeah, and which I don't always, belabor you on. There's no reason. Some to stuff I back laugh at. Though, which yeah, is sure. Good. But but sometimes I'm like, 
God damn it, I hate myself, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm glad at least to know that you feel that way because of course I feel that way all the yeah. fucking time. And that's just like on my, I feel good about our show, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, usually when you say something, you don't have to like Hear be God again. and sit back and watch it happen in real time and be like, oh, yeah. I wish I had not said that. Mm-hmm. And now everybody can listen to it forever. Yeah. But hey, let's do a little more of it right now. Is there anything you want to touch base on before we get into the 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 advanced finality of it all today? Yeah, um, I I'm excited to jump into to. So no, to... you don't really have anything else you no, want to talk about. Anything. Well, then let's Line... dive right into it while we're here. Uh, Wait, what... Zach, Zach, before we get into that's what our... I was just asking for, and you gave me a flat no. <laughs> but yeah, sure, go ahead. Before we get into our act trivia today, okay, we've got to talk about our act trivia flavor for this season. We're four not finale, there Zach. yet, Stephen. What else do we have to do? We're here today to talk about season four, episode <laughs> thirteen, the season four finale of Community. It's advanced introduction to finality. The episode was directed by Tristram Shapiro, who directed twenty-four episodes of Community all through the first five seasons, which I find a little bit interesting. He directed like damn near half of season four. Yeah, he directed like three episodes in a row earlier, and he's such a a respected member of the community team that he is one of the people that sticks around in season five. I find Mm -hmm. that interesting. The episode was also written for the last time by the great Megan Gans. Love her. She does a lot of great work on community and elsewhere. She's written some of the best episodes of Sunny over the last couple seasons. Uh, And Mythic Quest now. Megan Gans is a superstar. I'd love to talk to her sometime. Uh, But as far as community is concerned, this is her last writing credit, but she previously wrote Cooperative Calligraphy. Come on. Uh, Both of the first two documentary episodes, uh, Basic Lupine Neurology, the Law and Order episode, Mm -hmm. and earlier this season, Paranormal Parentage, which now, at the end of the season, is one of the better ones. So good for Megan Gans. We'll miss her contributions a lot. But there's a lot of stuff about... Dan Harmon gave unwanted advances to Megan Gans, and it was Mm. public, and when he came back, she didn't. And he apologized and accounted for it, and... It's so, and we're about to have to get real deep into that. It's Mm -hmm. so complicated to be like, thank God Dan Harmon's about to be back. Because one, thank God Dan Harmon's about to be back. But two, I get why he wasn't, you know? We we celebrate that they get rid of Chevy, uh, but we belabor that they get rid of Dan. Because he's like the genius behind the show. Yeah. But... I feel so bad for Megan Gans. I can't, I wish she had been able to sure. stick around the last couple seasons. I'm sure she would have contributed great things to the show moving forward. Uh, yeah. it's, it's complicated. It's, it's a discussion I'm sure we'll be having a lot over these next couple seasons yeah. and, and maybe in the roundtable like, this week. I think we've both said, even though we enjoy a lot of the things that Dan Harmon has been a part of, neither of us necessarily think of Dan Harmon as this saintly, great guy. And I think he has a history of making a lot of jokes and things yeah. that yeah. are not our favorite. <laughs> I agree. And not even yeah. more so like having a seemingly abusive relationship, seemingly mm-hmm. being kind of a, a a person who has his issues, but he seems to account for it. He seems to yeah, be working on it. Yeah, he's pretty public it. about it. I and think. also, hide. I don't like, it's tough. I don't think that I need every single person that I watch what they create to be the best mm-hmm. person in the world. I've had this conversation recently with friends, uh, but there are limits to it because, yeah. like, here's a for instance, uh, Louis C.K. is a comedian, and mm-hmm. his 
art is his words, his stream of consciousness. Yeah. Once you've had like the the door open that that stream of consciousness is coming from a f-ed up dude's perspective, mm-hmm. it's hard to overlook that anymore. However, yeah. Even though I never want to see Kevin Spacey in anything ever again, mm-hmm. I could probably watch The Usual Suspects because the lead actor happening to be a f***ing idiot sure, is doesn't discount the thousand people that made that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, or same like, it'll be hard to watch The Cosby Show, even though a lot of people worked on that show, mm-hmm. because his name's in the title. His name's um, in the title. It, it's like, a you're re- not going to go <sighs> hear a Kevin Spacey TED Talk. And I'm also not trying to say that Dan – there's a difference between being in the public eye and having your demons publicized and having to live with that and work towards a better version of it, which I think Dan Harmon is doing. It – uh, uh, Being a a TV writer isn't exactly asking for your whole life to be looked at. He Mm -hmm. wasn't really trying to be this noteworthy figure, and he is. It's a really complicated issue. Um, I don't really have a definitive opinion on it other than for the sake of community having watched season four, I know that it gets better when he comes back. So mm-hmm. it, it was a win. But it is a complicated yeah. issue. Sure. Do you have any last thoughts on that before we dive into some act trivia? No. Let's lighten it up. You had a bit ready. What's our flavor? Okay. It's season. It's the season four finale. Yeah. Um, and the... <laughs> To celebrate, Act Trivia released a special triple flavor pack. It's mm. like the Neapolitan ice cream you never mm. wanted. We've got such great flavors as methane, <laughs> butane, <laughs> and for some reason, felt. And if you mix them all together, you will be warped into the netherworld. <laughs> It's true. You uh, get covered just in blue like ghoul. Blue goo. Blue ghouls it's not, all over you. <laughs> blue ghouls just up and down your body. Um, <laughs> it's not too bad, but it is a bit cold. Speaking that's, of not being it. too bad, but bit. it is a little bit cold, let's get into some trivia. I've got four questions. I wanted to do four questions, but then I only got three. Yeah. So, okay. This is an episode that I feel like if you wanted to, you could pull all sorts a of bunch. stuff in it. Yeah. But come on. Th- this isn't. Come mm-hmm. on. This isn't yeah, even what that. this isn't even heroic origins last week, you know? No. <laughs> I, I didn't feel as much the need to like look in the background no. stuff. I was just ready for it to be done. Uh so I've got four. I'll give you one first. How many secretaries will Jeff get if he goes back to the firm? Two? No, it was three. Ooh. But not, but I appreciate that you try. You yeah. actually try, whereas if I don't have an idea, I'm just like, nope. You're like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not participating in the show that I built. <laughs> Um, uh, who is the dean's secretary and what did she better not have dropped oh i swear to god uh if if you drop that cake uh catherine catherine nice job i was a little not certain that that was going to be right yeah doubling up on the secretaries this this what ingredients are we given for the trojan horse Oh, I, I have I have this one. It was bread, okay. lettuce, ham, ham, bacon, and chocolate. And then he gets cut off. I really wanted to see what was where that was going. I feel like we're at the point where it's probably going to be bread again. Right? No, no, no. Because you have to think that Troy is the chocolate, so he's in the middle of the sandwich. So we got at least like four Whoa, more Whoa, I didn't coming. really think of it that way. You're so right. Mm-hmm, right. So we're getting all the sauces and stuff underneath that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, do you want to give me another question, or do you want me to, then? Sure, I'll give you one. Okay. Um, what degree did Jeff end up with? Education. But what what exactly in education? What kind of degree? Bachelor's? Not quite. This is a community college, Zachary. Uh, I don't I don't really know. I didn't pick up on that part. It was an associate's in education. Oh, okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I guess we'll talk about that, because he's getting... Oh, that, does, that happens, right? Well, that's that's true, but he'll he's he's gonna get his. How is the problem of how is he able to be go work in law again? Well, here's how, my question: How about is the, the issue problem the solved? Show. How is the because problem solved? Did if he Green now not a has law an undergraduate? School. No, and so like, he now has to go to have law a, school. A, a bachelor's degree and yeah. a law degree. Yeah. So you need two. You can't just get a. So the plot line degree. should be him getting ready to go to a law school, to not law him school. getting ready to work. Yes, and that would have been the same story. It could have been the same story. Well, did did he fake both degrees or just his undergrad degree? And he really did have a law degree. Oh, that's tr- that's fair. But I feel like we have heard it referred to as faked a law degree. Yeah. I don't know if that's just for like sake of getting because the point you don't across. like there is no law undergrad at most places like you can you just be have to have a bachelor's degree yeah and, yeah that's interesting <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah Greendale because the plot line could have been the exact same he could have been like getting yeah. ready to go to law school and then he ends up getting stuck teaching at Greendale with this new degree that he got instead that would exactly make more that would have made sense yeah uh, well, that was your last question. Yeah. Since I took one, I've got two more. What is a dairy-free mudslide? Just vodka. Yeah, just vodka, <laughs> surely. And last, what are all the vending machines full of in Jeff's head? It's like meat and bread? Meat and hard-boiled eggs. Meat and hard-boiled got, eggs. How many times have we seen Jeff in the cafeteria with just some eggs on his plate? It's happened it's true. quite a few it's times. Happened, yeah. And that's it. That was a, when I a, was a lad, I ate six trivia. dozen eggs. No man can eat 50 eggs. That's a <laughs> quote from some movie, but I only know it because Trey Cool from Green Day used to say it. Nice. He said it in like a documentary. No man can eat 50 eggs. That sounds like a challenge. It does. I feel like someone could eat 50 eggs. That's a I shit ton like of it. eggs. They'd have to be hard-boiled, I feel But I like. feel like they'd give me four eggs and I could eat a couple more eggs. But four well, is not Well, if you really try 50. and if you like get past the grossness of actually doing this, you can swallow a hard-boiled egg whole. <laughs> Because the yolk will dry out your mouth, and you'll have to drink some sort of liquid, which will fill you up. I've, I, I've put a lot of thought Steven, in the last six seconds but, into this Steven, challenge. But I don't think you've put enough, because sure, you can. But can you continuously just swallow whole eggs and not at some point Mind have over something body. blocked, have something choking on? Nah. <laughs> Mind over My stomach body. will just be full of What, eggs. mind over body, you'll be like, I am not blocking airflow. <laughs> I am not. And then you'll be As dead. I turn purple with a f-ing throat and full we'll of see that no man eggs. can eat fifty eggs. My <laughs> thought is, how are the eggs prepared? Because I feel like fifty fried eggs feels different. Well, that's than 50 what I'm saying. You eggs. have to do them hard boiled. You have to. I think so. You fifty scrambled eggs, Zach. We'll have to do that for a pre-show. Yeah, we'll <laughs> eat fifty eggs. Thirty minutes eat. set. Who well, can yeah, get Zach will have 50, 50 sunny fast. side up eggs and I'll have yeah. 50 hard boiled ones. And we'll see who dies first from their cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether, no, that's that's a challenge. Who will die first, me because of cholesterol or Steven because his <laughs> esophagus is stuffed <laughs> with 25 straight <laughs> hard boiled eggs? I could eat 50 deviled eggs, no problem. Oh, there you go. Well, I would like you have to eat 100 egg. deviled eggs? <laughs> 
And can I sandwich them together? <laughs> I think that counts if you do that. That's got to count as more because look at all the mayonnaise and shit. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to some emails. How many eggs does <laughs> – how much mayonnaise equals one we egg? We didn't have back? shit to say before getting into community, but now that we're trying to talk about community, we sure can talk about yeah. eggs for a while. Um <laughs> Hi, guys. This is from our dad. Hey, this episode was slightly spoiled when a copy of the call sheet was leaked before it aired. Interesting. It's attached. I also share my breakdown of everything that went wrong for the season at some point, and I also found out that for Pierce's part, they had just a day to figure it out. His sure. last scene from the Darkest Timeline bit. His yeah. last scene is from the Darkest Timeline yeah, bit. Yeah, they mentioned Fitting. that on the commentary. My MVPs are the people who return for season four. There's not five without four. Glad they did it. Have a great one, guys. Community's Matt. No trivia this time. Now I'm going to open up this call sheet I'm sorry. Here. Could you give me that humanitarian MVP one more time? What was that? <laughs> the MVP goes to everyone who returned for season four. There okay. is no five without four. That's true. That is how numbers work. I'm looking at the call sheet. It does have the, the like, kind of story miss, like, list of what happens. Um, the cast is there with who they're playing. Nice. Some people need to get fitted. That's kind of cool to see that. Stand-ins in the atmosphere. Scene one, we've got James, Matt, and Kevin, and Megan, Cece, Deanna, Briscoe, good old Charles. Come on. Come on. This is cool. I've never seen a call sheet before. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Like uh, just so you know, per- all calls were pushed is that what it is? a half hour. Yeah. And like where they're supposed to be. Um, also, fun fact, yeah. uh, Toys for Tots donation bins were located outside Stage 32 for anyone That's who was cute. wondering. That's cute. Okay. Well, thanks, Pops. Thanks, Dad. Did you give us any Always... trivia? No. No trivia okay. this week. But that was cool. Yeah. Who's next? Um, that's That's what we've got today. No, we've got Tim Tam. Not no, I don't have Tim Tam. Oh, did you I not send you Tim Tam? You know what? Then I'm gonna read it this time. Wow! Rather, back reading the rather emails. Than, Let's rather go. Because I we got to talking while I was sending the emails, and I never sent you this one. And I have it in front of me, so I might as well just do it instead of send to you. This is from Timmy Tam. Uh, should I should I say his email address for everyone? I always just say Tim Tam. Uh, you don't think you don't think I should? I think should give out his email address, first like and I last can... name, and his it email also, signature. Yeah, I I got a work phone number and address here. Do you think I should yeah. share all that? Leak it. Okay. Howdy, y'all. That's it. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> the one time trivia. What number is on no longer evil Abed's necklace? I sure as shit don't know. He had a necklace. Is it six? No, wait. What number was rolled? One. We'll see. We'll see. I have no idea. That was the only question. Funny moments. The fall, spring, and summer, winter bit is always great in meta. That is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, your credits are old enough to have grand credits. That's a funny line. Yeah. Friendship. Although, mm-hmm. Ken Jong was definitely not... Like, his mouth wasn't moving during the friendship no. thing. Did you notice that? And yeah. the meat not vending Academy machine gets tailored every time. Week finale. The funny bits are great, but I don't like it much overall. Best part about Paintball Redux is Evil Pierce's re-entrance and immediate exit. Drunk Evil Shirley is always funny as well. Annie is his MVP. Hashtag six seasons in a movie. And the answer was one. One. And then he sent a follow-up email that says, P.S. Chewbacca supremacy. I love Britta and Troy. Completely forgot about the end tag. That's what we got from Tim Tam this week. Okay. 
So call out for email real quick. Uh, never mind. I was going to ask people to email us for the roundtable, but by the, the, the day that this airs is when we record that. So go ahead and send us in your trivia for Season 5, Episode 1. That's the Repilot. Send your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment to from Repilot to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. I like and Repilot. Let's move right on into the next uh, segment. You ready, buddy? Our, uh, don't you want to hear my favorite funny moments for a sec? No, we usually do that after. Oh. You know, I just thought maybe we'd do it the way we've done it the other 60 times. Okay. But, you know, you know what I'm just saying. But I guess I read the email, so yeah. just throwing it all up in the wind. But that's so we're not gonna see how this, this show This week, works. if Zach... <laughs> no. <laughs> but over on Brokeback Bebop, we sure do that every week. That's fun. We do. Zach, uh, can we talk for a second? I know we, we uh-huh. brought it up last week, I think, when we were it's talking beca- about the I'm feeling things. chill about it right now, but it's become a point of contention on pod between us lately. The, yeah. That now that we're both doing it, it, it we're becoming more uh, critical of the way the other person decides to do I it. I still think I've and been how fairly we generous, Zachary. In your grades? Yeah. Um, now, you I did give you grade. my true score afterwards because you had sure. an abysmal performance on well i wasn't trying one of the episodes i wasn't trying i yeah didn't and you see how like hard it is when you episode. don't try zach so you should be even more impressed with how well i do without trying we're gonna find didn't out everybody that, did, did steven did watch steven the episode watch this week the episode this week <laughs> put a little stitch on it i did i i was like trying to do like the troy the like troy talking oh sure thing you can't but really then, do like, it because i, I made can. the yeah i made the decision halfway through doing it and so it just sounded like stitch and stud that's all i got enough that. about that how are you feeling you got 20 seconds to describe everything that happens in the 2003 animated film lilo and stitch you feeling up <laughs> to the task monarch yeah <laughs> Hawaiian roller coaster. But what about this episode? Uh, um, I guess you I could say think, a lot goes on in it. Yeah, I did think to myself, I was like, am I going to do well this week? Am I not? We'll see as I was watching the episode. So, you know, because there, there, a lot of things happen, I guess, but I don't know how in-depth I'm going to go. It's it, We just got to find out. What I'm curious Next to see week is if you can get a higher grade recapping it than I would actually give the episode. Ooh, I bet. <laughs> All right, the <laughs> clock is set. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Jeff's about to graduate early because he passed history. Pierce can also graduate. Everyone else is ready for the new fall, spring, summer, winter semester. Um, Jeff doesn't think it's a big deal. He got for a new job at his firm with his other friend. Um, but then the evil ones come, but it was all in Jeff's head the whole time. And evil Abed was good because he helped regular Abed and proved it. Stop. And then... Uh, it wasn't around enough retelling of it, and you didn't give... Even though I wish that was all the episode did with the evil ones, they did a <laughs> lot more. And yeah. it would have been nice to give more of that. Sure. Uh, that was... Uh, I, you spent too long on like talking about the friend and the job mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was a C- minus today. I'll take it. Because you got some good details, but you didn't sure. get enough or even very many. Yeah. Are we cool? We're cool. I think we're cool. That was a smooth one. Yeah. You know, we're not fighting. We're not yelling. The last, like, four times we've done this across two <laughs> shows, I have been yelling. <laughs> I was going to say, you've yelled every time. <laughs> 
It's all for the fun of the pod. What you don't see in the final product, because Zach edits the sound, is he constantly just throws dishes yeah. at his wall while yeah. yelling at me, <laughs> just to let me know that he could. Yeah, there are so many uh, frustrated white boy punched holes in my <laughs> studio wall from when we do this segment. Let's move on to our favorite funny moment. Um, you know, for an episode that I... Uh, that we'll talk about how much I like it in a second. It wasn't that hard for me to pick out like two things that I wrote down as funny. Those two things were not so much the joke Trojan horse, but him describing all the ingredients and mm-hmm. especially saying ham twice. I just think that's really funny. And as soon as it's it's taken away from my dreams, I thought that was a funny moment. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is when Chang gets hit by the weird paintball and he licks it. That yeah, was a funny was little nice. moment, kind of a stretch, but it did actually make me laugh. Yeah, I didn't laugh a whole lot with this one. I had originally written what I'm going to read next, but then this happened and I laughed okay. pretty hard. Sure. Uh, Troy's voice at the end of at the beginning of the end tag when they're singing the Troy and Abed song was really funny. I don't funny. even that, remember it like that. Because okay. because he like still had like the yeah. thing and it, it it just sounded really funny to me. Yeah. And then I said, "Oof, can I do bad ones instead?" Because my least funny moments hmm. were when Annie said, "Nobody sleeps with Jeff, not even me." Oh my god. Um, and then I was not a huge fan of the, it's okay. This is a safe space. <laughs> I thought that the Troy Britta thing was funny no. until, until they said the African name thing and that it was Chewbacca. Jesus f-ing Christ. That was well, not great. The only thing that I think I got from that, that isn't as bad as you're making it out to be is that Britta doesn't know Star Wars, so she doesn't know Chewbacca, and the mm-hmm. only way Troy could get her to agree to a name like that was is telling by her saying it it's an African, African name. name. That's okay, the way I that interpreted works, that joke. I don't think it was funny. In fact, I don't even. I think a funnier version of that, they would have finished telling that joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, but I don't think it was a weird African joke. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Okay. But I get it. It wasn't yeah. funny, and it stood it out for sure. Did you write anything else down as bad, or was that it? No. I. I. I didn't feel the need to expound more so than we're going to while going through the episode. And let's touch a little bit on our feelings before we dive into the episode. I'll open it up by just putting it out there. This is the worst episode of Community. And I I don't even feel the need to say that this is my least favorite episode of Community. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might disagree with me, but come on. This is the worst episode of Community. This is pretty bad. I think this is probably the worst. This is Because it just does so many more things that I was watching and I was like, yikes. Like I, yeah. I audibly said alone in my room, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I have never before, I haven't watched this episode in a while. I remembered feeling, you know, kind of betrayed by the show when I first watched it, I, mm. especially considering it was the, all the work we did to get it renewed. And then this is the maybe series finale that we get. Yeah. I felt betrayed by a show that I liked so much and I got those feelings again watching it this time it reminded me of why I haven't gone back to this episode and I watched it with Lil last night and they would just look at me and my face just like didn't change the whole time it was just Mm -hmm. yeah I'm doing it now just nothing it yeah uh, this episode without a doubt is what is wrong with season four uh, going through season four it has it's been bumpy it hasn't been near as good as the first three seasons but I always felt this time that at its heart, it was still community. The characters usually acted like themselves. The dialogue was still fast and referential without being too aware of itself most of the time. Uh, I found myself being 
more like small this is actually community surprises than the opposite mm-hmm. but then jesus christ this episode uh, i tweeted it while i was watching it from our account that uh, no other episode like this yeah. is the perfect textbook example of why the show doesn't work without dan Harmon. Because, one, he would have been like, no, we don't need to bring back all of those things to make this big epic finale. And, two, he would have found a way to make it work way better than it does. Uh, Nothing about this episode works for me. Uh, It absolutely doesn't work as a season finale for the show. And for a show on the bubble that lost its creator and hasn't been doing well since, and they know that this is a great chance that it's going to be their last episode, they it up so bad i think yeah stinky 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 it's like so i I was thinking when i was watching this episode one moment in particular yeah that we'll touch on when we get there but we're we're you know we've talked about it for the patreon we're doing brokeback bebop we're going through cowboy bebop which is a show about space bounty hunters Mm -hmm. which in that world is is realistic for reasons but we just did the first episode where things kind of go a little more sci-fi where where like a space gym like explosion or something made this kid appear young forever that was still more grounded and realistic than some of the shit that happened in this episode zach i was absolutely appalled when watching because i've only seen this episode once because i think i I blocked out a lot of like season four stuff that was bad i think you like me have been more like very tepidly impressed with season yeah turned off by it there's more good my there's Feelings not very much great, than I thought. but yeah. there is way more good than bad. Yeah, and I think the best of season four does is can sit right along with some of the you know some of my favorite episodes of the show, but this was really bad. Here's an argument I want to bring up before we get started because I can already hear our good old dearly beloved papa telling mm-hmm. us that how like it wasn't the the writers fault it wasn't their fault that it turned yeah. out this way because they were working with what they had and the cards were stacked against them and i feel that and i feel that mm-hmm. i feel sympathy and i feel respect for the people who put this together i don't think that they're bad writers or something no. but dearly beloved papa and whoever else might feel that way about this episode that's not what determines whether media is good or not every piece of media has a rocky beginning to end of how it gets there some more than others an example toy story 2 they were Mm -hmm. really far into production of the movie and it all got erased and they started over with script and everything and toy story 2 is one of the best if not the best now i'm gonna pause you real quick zach there's more to that story i just glossed over it if that's i have recently been seeing though yeah like because i i didn't learn about this until more recently but the things that i see on the internet are that it was lost completely yeah but then somebody who was home on maternity leave had it had a copy of it so they could still do it okay well maybe i've got it wrong but that's that is kind of moot to the point as it relates to community i'm not surprised to have gotten details of that wrong but you know what i mean that's not what decides your story better though (laughs) thanks i do too do do green day do green day Oh, yeah, another thing. they uh, <laughs> Green Day recorded an, uh, an album at a point when they didn't have a lot of cultural significance. The masters were stolen. Uh, it made them feel like they didn't want to re-record it or release it. Uh, but you also have got to think, like, in this day and age, there's no way that there weren't copies of the songs or that mm-hmm. they wouldn't just re-record the songs. I feel like they had to be aware that it wasn't their best work. And then when yeah. it got stolen, it was like a wake-up call. But uh, then they threw all that away and wrote and recorded American Idiot real fast. And it's the the biggest album they ever did, arguably. Yeah. 
so what I'm saying, but that's 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 just a fun fact. It's not really a point to this. I don't think that's a way to look at whether something's good or not. I for me, something is good. The final project is what I watch. I take it in as a project and mm-hmm. decide if it's good or not. And this isn't. And this isn't. It sucks that they had all really? of that stuff stacked against them. Uh, maybe it was doomed from the beginning. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to give it credit that it doesn't deserve uh, yeah. because it's bad. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. A blue skadoo weekend too. The episode starts off with Jeff in an office uh, sitting at the desk of a... Of, like, I don't know, like a desk at a law firm, uh, feeling kind of back in his own skin. He's in a suit. He looks like a lawyer again. And Jolo Truglio, who I didn't remember showing back up in this episode, shows yeah. up again to kind of be this figure of the life Jeff used to have in his key to get back into it, right? It, he's he's the guy who's trying to get Jeff back in this episode. And I'll be honest, for the first five or so minutes of this episode, I was like, I know the darkest timeline stuff is coming, and I don't like that. But mm-hmm. so far... Not too bad. It doesn't yeah. start off horribly. Uh, this episode, what it does do or attempts to do well, the big thing for the end of the season and the end of Community is that Jeff is graduating, and what is he going to do? Is he just going to go right back into his old ways, or is he going to be the better man that Green Day... <laughs> I almost mm-hmm. said Green... I said Green Day. <laughs> is he going to be the better man that Green Day has made him over the last four years? And... It's kind of inevitability. Like, from the beginning of the series, you could probably say, oh, it's going to end with him graduating, and is he going to be a slimy lawyer, or is he now, like, a lovable guy because of the lovable people he met? It's kind of an inevitability, but they do that in this episode. I think, if anything, this episode is an okay Jeff episode. Mm-hmm. Good old Tango and Cash. And Rob Cordry's Sundance, so I thought that was... Because they call each other mm-hmm. Tango, Sundance, so it's cool that there's that there's a Cash... Uh, this the show really underutilized Jolo Truglio though, because he is a really funny yeah. guy, and he doesn't really get much to do other than be like the asshole lawyer. It just feels like they couldn't get Rob Corddry back. Yeah, and also I just don't like the. It, there's so many questions about why is Jeff able to just get this job <laughs> back to be paid whatever he wanted, the same place that fired him for not having the right. You're right. Is it they don't really say? I always imagined that his law degree was not valid. So well, wouldn't he have had a bachelor's before that in, in something? Why was that not valid? Did he do all his schooling through this fraudulent place? Did he not do any schooling and just got fake degrees? What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. What it would have to be is that he has a legitimate law degree but did not have a legitimate undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. And so the bar is going to allow him to practice again. Because it wasn't even necessarily the law firm that had an issue with it. It's that the Bar Association found out, and they were like, sorry, you can't be a lawyer. But wouldn't that be awful for the law firm to have someone with that in their history back? Wouldn't they not be as enthusiastic, regardless of how good of an employee he was? Well, here's the thing. He's not going back to that same firm. He's going to a different firm now. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not the Drew Carey firm. It's another one, and Jolo Truglio exactly. is a, the, another former partner. Yeah. I was under the impression that it was the same firm, but Jolo Truglio was like his direct partner, and Rob Cordry was just like another guy who worked there. No, Jolo Truglio was like, come work at my new firm. Okay. I, I, I kind of missed that. Mm-hmm. 
I did like the meta bits about why is it sunny outside? We just had Christmas and the, how the seasons are all mixed up because it's only a 13-episode season. Yeah. And, it, and how it feels a little weird that they're cramming, like, the end of a school year into a thing. or Not the end yeah. of the, a school year, but it's, like, the end of a semester, right? Yes. Because he's graduate. Jeff's graduating early. Yes. The, the timeline is pretty f***ed up. It reminds yeah. me of how seasons four and five of Glee take place in the same uh, school year, and there's, like, two Christmas episodes across the two really? seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. That's f***ing funny. Oh, yeah, because they, they were already, like, seniors, so... <laughs> well, that most of them are graduated by that point. Then it's, like, really? a one full school year just of the new kids while the other people are doing stuff in New York. Wow. I think they did it so they wouldn't have to do more more new kids. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody's talking about the next steps of of college for them. Annie's taking more classes. Uh, uh, Abed's almost done with his film school classes. Just has to take a class called Opinions, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's just taking all them classes. One thing that I want to say that I think this episode does us a huge disservice is it absolutely wastes every other member of the study group besides Jeff. As far as in yes. the context of... This is a season finale. This is perhaps the series finale. Where are all all of these characters going? Not just where is Jeff going? And it doesn't really tell us other than that they're going to continue to be taking classes at Greendale. Well, and that's so shitty. Like, because literally, like, even with Troy, like, he's like, oh, I'm almost, I finished, I passed all my AC repair classes, so I'm just doing yoga. But, like, he's doing AC repair still. The other thing I thought, we don't even... They make this big deal kind of throughout the season about Annie and Shirley being valedictorian. Yeah, we don't hear shit about that. And I get that, like, they wouldn't know now because it's halfway through the school year. But that's, like, their plot line from the season, kind of. And they just, there's not even a mention of it. If they're not graduating this year. I don't know that they're not graduating this year. I think it's just that it's the semester. Okay. Because I, I, I think, because Abed's saying he's all he has to do in film school is this. And I think Annie mm-hmm. is just trying to take, I don't, I think I can give them that, but it is weird. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter. This show works better when they're just like, they're in school. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Which why, which is why I kind of like the Save Greendale Committee era of it, where they're yeah. more like figures of at the school than like actually attending the school. Uh, yeah. When it gets too bogged up in like who's been there, how long and how many credits they've got. It's, eh, nah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Annie takes Jeff with a psych out, thinking she's going to go all crazy Annie about Jeff leaving, but that's not the case. They've put together one of several parties for Jeff in this mm-hmm. episode. They they have this banner. It's very, look at banner, Michael. Uh, they yeah. have this banner. Uh, congratulating This one might Jeff. be my favorite one, though. Favorite party that they have for Jeff. In this episode, you don't like the wedding? <laughs> the human being's really scary. I don't, the wedding's fine until Pierce gets there. Chevy Watch. Let's go right into Chevy Watch. This is the last episode of Pierce proper. We don't get very much of him, and it's for a good reason. This episode was filmed 11th. I think it was the first episode filmed after the thing happened with Chevy. It was the last episode filmed with him. They weren't sure if it was going to be allowed for him or if he was going to agree to participate at all they found out very short notice that he was and how it was going to work so they just had a couple of scenes to add in i do believe that chevy was never with the group in this episode other really? than he's green screened in maybe okay. would he i think he's both green screened in and they take a lot of use of his body double i do mm. think at this point 
there are people also i don't know who i don't know any basics and i don't really care i don't need to know the specifics uh i i think there are people also on screen that would not have agreed to be on screen with him sure from hearsay that i've heard i don't know exactly uh but that being said chevy watch it, it's a real shame that seasons one and two pierce was consistently one of the the funniest and one of the most interesting characters mm-hmm. in the show and in season three, they really turned him into a flanderized cartoon that just spouted racism. And in season yeah. four, uh, Chevy was so fed up with that and everyone else was so fed up with him that he's really just not a part of it. That it's really sad that it, Pierce's last episode is just kind of a splat against the wall. Yeah. Not that I don't kind of like his couple moments. If anything, like... The bit with Evil Pierce is kind of funny when he comes mm-hmm. in at the end and he's like, I'm graduating too. It is kind of funny. But come on, Chevy Chase is, is supposed to be a fucking comedy legend. And not is it just sad for the show that this is how Pierce yeah. goes out, but sad that it's, this is kind of how Chevy Chase is going out too. Sure. In a way. What do you think about that? What do you think about the end of Pierce? Are you kind of glad that he's... I'm kind of ready for him to be gone. I'm ready for it to be done. I think that after season two, they you could tell that the... Especially knowing what's going on a lot of behind tension. the scenes. A lot of tension. And I think that they just started writing Pierce in a way that would piss Chevy off. and He wasn't being Chevy. the villain for the benefit of the story like he yeah. was for a while. Dan Harmon really got Pierce that way, I think. Um, it, it became more that like... Chevy and Pierce were synonymous, and mm-hmm. all they were was, like, the the grumpy bump on a log. Yeah. There was no, like, what Pierce really wants, like, what his motivations are, like, what he, yeah. It's, it's a sad send-off, for sure. A, a mm. lot of things about this episode are a sad send-off. I feel like, under other circumstances, the concept of the dice and the alternate timelines coming back into play as Jeff is in this, which we'll get to in a second, I guess. Before the theme song, all they do is run away and leave Pierce. But mm-hmm. after the theme song, they're all back around the study table, and that's when the dice thing happens, right? Yeah. So what are they all getting up? And, that's weird. Why couldn't they have just still been at the well, table? Well, and I, I don't really like the line where Troy's like... Except for one guy that we could all, all leave right now if we run away. That was yeah. kind of funny. You didn't think it was funny? I didn't think it was necessary. I don't know. I think Troy's not normally the one who's mean to Pierce. Okay. So I just think it was weird. Because Never Troy's mind, the only one who not would have right. said that line. Back but... to the study group afterwards. First well, we they get... said they're going to the dean. Yeah, we get the scene Jeff in the dean's office. was like, office. I'm just going to send in the papers in a few days. And they're like, no, let's go. Yeah. Where he, uh, the dean's wearing a, a very short ga- graduation gown with no, no pants on underneath. Um, <laughs> you know, what I'll say, this does kind of showcase the season four dean stuff that I didn't like that much sometimes. But I am proud of the Dean for not, like, trying to throw a wrench into Jeff graduating. Yeah, He definitely makes a big deal out of it and makes it about himself. But he's not, like, you know, he's not, like, trying to keep Jeff there. He's not like, oh, Jeffrey, you actually didn't pass this class. Yeah. The John Dean cock line is just beautiful. You know that they knew what they were doing with that line. They knew what they were doing. Even Jeff here, all the Dean is doing is signing his papers, and then it'll all be official. He'll be graduated. And even Jeff is kind of, I don't know, probably more for the benefit of the other people, but even he feels a little like he's missing out on the pageantry that he deserves after (laughs) all of this. I don't know. So they agree to start a party. Uh, The Dean and Annie are going to put it together, and it quickly becomes clear that their idea of the party is a (laughs) wedding. And I, I did like the moment when he's like, 
can you really put together a wedding in 12 hours or whatever? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done throughout the series with a little more Dean Annie uh, uh, team-ups because they both have that same, like, schoolgirl energy sometimes. And the way that mm-hmm. they both get excited about, like, their wedding books and stuff I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. So now I guess Jeff and Britta are at some bar now? I forgot about this scene. This scene, one thing about this episode is that the original cut after they filmed it was seven and a half minutes longer than what this is. So Yikes. they had to cut out seven and a half minutes of material. And the episode hurts for that. It feels like there's weird holes in it. Uh, yeah. Where maybe contextualizing that like Britta and Jeff are like, hey, let's go out for drinks to like celebrate you graduating. But instead, all this is is exposition about the darkest timeline. Yeah. All Britta does is like, remember Abed's getting better. Remember how you lost an arm and Pierce died mm-hmm. and Shirley is drunk and all that? All she's doing is reminding the audience of all the darkest yeah. timeline evil doppelgangers. I really hate it when shows do that, when characters just tell... We know. We've seen it so we, many times. Yeah. And if you don't know, you can figure out that they're evil doppelgangers. You don't need to know each of their backstories to get what's going on. I mean, they literally refer to them as the evil this, evil that. Yeah. So I f- and they say it over and over and over. And, and they're all wearing black, and they all look evil, and they all act yeah. evil. <laughs> this is where Jeff brings the dice back into it for a really stupid reason of making sure Troy doesn't forget to bring soda this time, deciding who's going to get soda. What I was going to say when I thought this was about to come up a minute ago, I think there's a universe where tying the concept of the dice into Jeff leaving, I get the inkling of what they're doing here. This isn't really even my issue. That, like, uh, the Greendale is really a game of fates and what decision Jeff yeah. makes really does matter here, right, in the world. Uh, I just don't like anything at all about the darkest timeline for a period of time appearing to be real and uh and and the like paintball warp gun thing of it all that's coming up well and maybe i'm giving it too much credit but to Hmm. me it seemed like jeff intentionally brought out the die to try and upset abed and like no i don't think you're intentionally bringing it up because jeff or i don't think you're sorry I, I just repeated what I, you said. I am intentionally I, bringing it up. I don't think you're intentionally bringing it up. No, I think you're right. I think that in the last scene, because Jeff's like, Abed yeah. would spiral. Of course that's what he's doing. He wants some craziness. He wants everyone to freak out about him leaving. And Abed kind of does, but then agrees to just do it. To And here he says, I was hoping for more. Yeah. That, that is like still at this point of the episode, I'm in kind it's of. It's fine, yeah. Even with the callback to remedial chaos theory, this is literally the moment where it stops being fun. Yeah, this six is minutes six in, minutes in. It this just is when it stops tanks. being fun and it never comes back. I because remedial chaos theory is such an iconic episode, and mm-hmm. for what maybe would be the series finale to kind of tie into that concept of all the timelines, uh, is 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 fun. It's a yeah. fun idea. It's a fun thing to bring it all back together. But I think we were all already sick of the darkest timeline stuff. In so it being any more than just like a glance at it. And mm-hmm. this here, six minutes in, it's ruined. Uh, the Dean even being annoying singing the graduation song, just saying Dean. Where Dean, 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 Dean. Shirtless dean. Jeff, uh, shirtless evil Jeff, and not even looking evil, but just like the worst excuse to get Joel nearly naked on, on camera. Yeah. I and look at his We, we get it. He We've looks, seen Terminator. He looks sick. He looks yeah. like like 
Did, did they like meat. edit that, or is he like sucking in, or what's the deal? It with looks that? like he's maybe sucking in. However, the one of the biggest issues that I have with this, okay, from this point on until a couple minutes before the end of the episode, we are led to believe that this is real. That the evil yeah. study group is here. They really found a way. They're really sending each other back and forth, and we're supposed to believe it. There is not a single hint other than no. the of course it is. There's not a single hint that this isn't real. So then in the end, when it's revealed that this is all in Jeff's head, which obviously we'll get to, why <laughs> Jeff Real Jeff isn't present for so much of what's going on in the Correct. story. He's not present here. He, maybe it's just a world he's built in his head, but why does that need why to include... Why would this be happening? Why, why would this be happening? Why does it need to include Abed being sent to the darkest timeline and working with the other Abed? Why does that have anything to do with Jeff's thing? It's... Uh, I would almost rather them have been like, yep, this is real, just go this with is it. real. Even as much as I hate that too. Yeah, this is rough. So Evil Jeff walks out of the office unnoticed by the dean and stumbles into something when Je uh, when the dean yells at Catherine about the cake. It's a funny delivery from Jim Rash, but what is it? It's yeah. all funny. Uh, I, now we're to the part where it made me sad to even watch the episode, let alone to uh, inquisitively look at all the things going on in the episode. Uh, another thing I don't like about this episode is the whole overdone trope of... Everybody thinking badly of Jeff because of what he said when he didn't say any oh of those things. Gosh. And he's like confused why everyone's mad at him. I can't, that just feels like a really, you know what I mean? That's a whole ass trope that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah. And I think that doing it double with like Annie too is just stupid. And I, I think that. And it didn't really lead to anything either. No. That, for not an episode at all. that like hints so much at Jeff and Annie. It doesn't even really – the whole point with that ends up being that they're not going to touch it. Yeah. Let, we got to talk about Jeff's arm here when evil Jeff is noticed by uh, evil Annie who has also uh, been transferred to this realm. Shows up and I like the bit where she's like, you didn't have to travel naked. <laughs> there Nobody asked yeah. you to do that. But she gives Jeff a really obvious mannequin arm and, like, click into his shoulder, and then it's just Joel with his regular arm. It's a kind of fun... It's a pretty funny bit. I could have done without the uh, CGI panels on his arm. Yeah, stuff. this just, part Jesus in particular, Christ. I was like, what the f*** is happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> chimney Christmas. This is exactly the type of stuff that I can't always describe why... But you just watch this and you're like, that's not what community Well, and does. here's the thing. Let's say that this is real. Let's say that it's <laughs> evil alternate timeline Jeff. Yeah. They're still in f***ing 2014, whenever the hell this was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not... We don't have you're like saying super that you cybernetic don't think arms. Who got the pizza in season three would would that rapidly speed up the technology in these alternate universes. That's what you're saying. I guess I, I don't believe that, no. Especially since the courtroom was dimly lit and they had Annie in yeah. a Hannibal Lecter yeah. <laughs> outfit. I think that the technology did not yeah. zoom the way that it's insinuated here. They had to cut seven and a half minutes of story building, including, like, an added moment with Pierce in the end. Like, that cut off when he's like, well, I'm leaving. There was, like, even more to that scene yeah. that got cut out. But it does this, sure this, just stop. But this had to stay. This right here had to stay. We couldn't get rid of the... Of the arm. We spent too much money on that animation. Well, we need that shot of him wiggling his fingers. Classic. Yeah. Classic. 
So the plan for the evil study group is both to kill all of them, but to also make sure that Jeff takes the lawyer job. Well, Why they're not it... going to kill them. They're just going to send them down the path to evil. Okay. Because <laughs> if you die in the game, you die in real life. Okay, 2004's Stay Alive, starring Frankie Muniz. Do you remember that I film? I love that movie. Yeah, Fra one. Frankie Muniz is like a jacked, like his avatar was like I don't remember it like that, but I did watch it. House. I remember there's a scene where, like, in the game, like, you walk in this room and these people are, like, having sex and someone had a bag over their head. And, then, yeah. like, in, they did it, like, with real people. I would much That's... rather continue to talk about Stay Alive than this scene with Jeff and Annie where evil Jeff is seducing regular Annie and all of... God, I'm so f***ing sick of the child... Using the word child, childish, childlike... Like, specific, they never talk about Annie that way, except when they're pointing out Jeff's attraction to her. And I am so sick of that. And I want to be on the side of the Jeff Annie shippers, but how can you see shit like that and not see that, like, just because they're of consenting age to each other now does not mean that there is some really... Uh, weird stuff rooted in the way Jeff sees Annie yep. and why he's attracted to slash scared of her. You yeah, know, it, it's, it's weird it's to me. Skeevy. It's skeevy. And I love Skeevy's love. I like, I love when a fictional romance makes me root for them and feel when they break up. Uh, so I want to like Jeff and Annie. I want to be one of the shippers, but it's just yeah. weird. A little pervy. I do like the line or the impending floral archway. That's that's funny because it's not there yet. I that's hate a, everything else that's happening here. Uh, another thing about this episode, like even when Community's writing is dog shit, the literal lines and well, there are a couple bad lines, but even when like the conceptual writing is dog shit, they still have good lines. They're still yeah. great at writing. How did they let it get this far gone? I don't know. Love getting to see Neil. Love getting to see Neil just for a second. I think that's the only time we see him this season, and it's because the actor was doing higher-level stuff at this point. Yeah. I even like that— he's, he's back later at the I, wedding. I, I know, but uh, he is just there. Yeah. It's just like a little cameo. Uh, I like that we get to see a little bit of post-Kevin Chang and that they're not really calling attention to it, but I like mm -hmm. that his— his whole vibe seems kind of changed. He seems a little chilled out. He's yeah. wearing this nice little pullover sweater thing. Um, he he's friends with them and he's hanging out with them and it, it's it's like normal. I even like Chang's line about like whether he should hook up with someone before or during. Jeff's <laughs> yeah, party. that was cute. That was funny. That reminds me of the type of stuff. It starts to feel like what they do with Chang in the rest of the series, where he's just kind of a part of the group that says really ridiculous stuff and they just kind of let him be who he is and yeah. cast it. And again, we already talked about this. This begins the Jeff Annie of it all, where there's a total of four of them, and they're mad at each other, and they don't know why, and Jeff starts to be mean to all the study group members. Yeah. Uh, and I guess he here, this is where Jeff uh, meets up with Abed and sends Abed to the uh, to the darkest timeline. It's I guess mm -hmm. the reasoning is that Abed knows what's going on and would be a foil to the plan. So if they send him right away, it won't be an issue. However, I still just have that feeling of then, why do we see the whole plot line of Abed in the Darkest Timeline? I know it's to give Danny more stuff to do, but if this is yeah. supposed to be in Jeff's head, 
Why is he imagining all this? And if it's not in his head, if it's real, Abed is like it's not. smart. We, there's sure, no. If it's he's real not a about f- it, like time jumping scientist. Yeah. He's a great like play pretender, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I even like glimpses a little bit of the darkest timeline and how here Chang is he was able to take over and the doppeldiener is back. Mm-hmm. I like moments Starburns like that. is alive and selling meth in the parking lot. <laughs> Big meth blowout. And then another scene that I don't even want to touch on because it's weird and I don't like it and we've said it and it's just doing it again. Now it's to the other side. Evil Annie uh, makes Jeff feel weird and steals his phone. Why does she steal his phone? What does she do with the phone? Makes the call. No, all she yeah. does later is like, is Here's tell him phone. that he got a call. You should call this guy Mark. Uh, oh, She's yeah. like, you missed a call from some guy. Says named... it all essentially. Mm-hmm. That see, then why the need? I'm to, sure like, something must have gotten cut there. I am. I, I almost don't. Of feel her like, like texting somebody. I feel like but they don't bring it up. Has to have been cut here with Troy and Shirley. It feels like they've got the beginnings of a whole like C plot going on here. But yeah, the them like just didn't selling have time sandwiches for it. or like bringing sandwiches for the event or something. Starting but... a cart. Yeah. Trojan Horse is one of the funny moments of the episode. But again, as soon as that moment hits, it's six minutes where it, it becomes the darkest timeline is real and it's it, Doctor I, Strange. I, I'm just out. I'm just out. They did do some impressive stuff visually here. Like, all the twin shots look great. Danny acting amongst himself looks great. Yeah. It's just, like, there are moments when uh, you remember when this show was actually about a community college. It's kind of a fun joke when it's going high concept. But Mm -hmm. this is, like, they're just so far up their conceptual ass. Like, way farther than necessary. And the concept isn't good. This episode makes me sad. This episode makes me... This episode makes me wonder if the community that I think is so great is actually that great. And it is. Wow. But this episode is so bad that it makes me think, like, is it all kind of hacky like this? Or is it... Yeah. And I know it well, isn't. And it and makes you question it, it. I do like, though... How can the same one show One of do the this? only evil scenes I like is mm-hmm. one that shouldn't exist because it's in Jeff's head how the cape has been going on longer. well the cape's going on i like that evil abed now that he's no longer evil his like his like goatee his grade and he's mm-hmm. like in a doctor strange type mm-hmm. get up and you know troy moved out and you do you like that or do you though like do you even if they I, had done this episode better, i think they would did a good job an doing episode it. about that hell no yeah i don't want any of that but since i'm getting it at least it's presented in a good way also we didn't get a scene of jeff being mean to the dean did we Yes, but I don't. I don't think that this one doesn't work. I think I'm. It's it's almost doing us a service that we didn't have to watch a scene of him making every single person mad. The idea yeah. is that he's continuing to make people upset. Because when I was watching this episode, I was confused and I was like, "Did I just miss that?" And then I watched it again. I was like, "Did I miss that again?" I was real. Yeah, yeah. The dean's wearing a dress and crying. It feels like we were supposed to see the dean in the dress, not crying before this. Mm-hmm. I really like Jeff's gray suit. I like the yeah, way Joel looks, looks here. He, I, I, that's I'm, I'm stretching with things to say. This is just so silly, and I really hate the trope of everybody getting mad at Jeff and he's just confused. When literally, like I didn't say those things. I don't. There's no mm-hmm. rationality to the situation. And then Annie shows up. Evil Annie shows up to seduce regular Jeff. Didn't this happen already though? Didn't Evil yeah, Annie already talk? We're to doing regular it Jeff? again though. 
But this is the scene when she's like, some guy named Mark called you? You're so funny, sweetheart. I hate the sweetheart when she calls him sweetheart. You should call him. They do do a good job with the twin stuff. I think that Joel, of all the characters, does... I don't know if he's my MVP or not, but I think Joel does the best job here as far as uh, being evil Jeff, being regular Jeff, and and trying his damnedest. Yes. I think that... They do a good job here specifically with showing Evil Jeff wearing, like, the different belt and the black shirt. Black and white shirt. That's a little on the nose that Evil Jeff has a black shirt while Good Jeff has a white shirt. Yeah. It's a little Uh, on the nose. Not ripping up the diploma. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was dramatic. I I don't mind. I like the costume. Oh, yeah. Also, it would be so... God damn. It would be so f***ing easy to do this whole episode about how Jeff is leaving Greendale and he's sad about leaving his friends uh-huh. and to make me cry like a little bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we love Imagine these characters. Imagine if like, none of we this love stuff this was family. in it. But instead he's like, I'll never leave my study group. And he rips up the... That's <laughs> yeah. so dumb. And I don't care. And god damn, if this had been the ser- if this had been the series finale <laughs> of Community... Community would have would have not held the same thing that it would in my head. If this had for been me, the series the ending, community, it would feel it, its legacy would be much more complicated. Well, here's what I'll say: I'm pretty harsh when it comes to judging shows as a complete thing once I finish them. If you f- up the ending, you don't erase what you did for the rest of the show, but it sours it for me. There are a lot of shows that I've watched, like anime especially, where the ending is dog shit, and it makes me never want to watch the show again. And I don't know that it would be that way with Community because the episodes that are great are so good. And because it's but a if show this was that's the not end, so focused on uh, the story that leads sure. to the ending, you could kind of let it go. But no, if this was the – it adds so pissed. much to the story of Community that they – even though there are a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on in seasons five and six, that the show was able to come back and reclaim mm-hmm. as much of its legacy as it possibly could. And I think season five was strong enough that it made up for – this in the eyes of the beholders for a lot of it. I think if season four, if this had been the series finale of Community, I think maybe there's a world where we still would have gotten to the point where we're doing this podcast about it, but I don't Mm -hmm. think we'd be living in a world where 20 people are doing podcasts about it and people are just as dying for another season or maybe or ep- movie or maybe it would be Mm -hmm. different because there would have always been the thought of what would have happened if Dan Harmon had been there for the end. Sure. I don't know. It's interesting. Jeff's about to get shot, and Chang comes in to save the day, take the bullet. Don't care about it, but it's funny when he when he licks his finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people turning blue and exploding is a pretty bad special effect. Yeah. The like blue splatter, like when they splash into a thing, it's like on a total different realm of existence. You know, like that yeah. splatter's not getting on the carpet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just like projected over top of everything. Doesn't look great. Uh, so now, evil Annie and evil Jeff are like. Well, that didn't work. Let's kill everybody. And all of a sudden, the rest of the evil study group is there. And now it's a battle. It's us versus us. It's the epic showdown to close out the, the epic season finale, Steven. What do you think? Oh, what, my you, God. You pumped? I'm, I'm f***ing amped, man. <laughs> I got to slam a five-hour energy just to dial back a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, even then, I feel like the battle of good and evil is so f- rushed there's no like oh one of us get hit like three of the evil study group members end up like giving up and then two of them just get shot yeah there's like no struggle (laughs) correct 
The, it's so anticlimactic. And, and now... I don't think any of the time they cut, like, put back in would, would fix that mm-hmm. at all. And now what? They're sitting around. They're like, "Wow, Jeff sure was mean to us. We're we're not gonna go to his graduation party that we're throwing." The dean should have been here. That would have been funny. Yeah, if he was still in the in the dress dress with the <laughs> mascara stains. <laughs> Jeff shows up and he's like, "Guys, hear me out. This is the evil thing." Also, this being all in Jeff's head, I feel like this stuff should have been more dreamlike too. The actions yeah. of the real study group should have been more dreamlike. And a little bit, it is with Abed when he reveals it. because You know, when he's, like, mm-hmm. talking. When he gives his speech that makes Jeff realize it's all fake, it's clear that it's not Abed being Abed. Uh, but here, the characters are acting too much like themselves for yeah. the reveal at the end Why would to Jeff feel be like successful. Fantasizing about <laughs> that. And again, in a little bit, he makes the point that's kind of a funny joke where he's like, Oh, well, if this is all in my head, then I guess I don't even have to fight him. I guess we could just go home. I don't even have to fight the guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Obviously. why is he here having to explain everything? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think the two biggest references in this movie are definitely Terminator and The Matrix. Sure. But I don't think it's enough. Like, you get one Terminator scene and, like, one and a half Matrix scenes later on that are referencing, like, the first one and the third one. I think I could have been into a Dan Harmon-led version of this episode where the evil study group's there and it all ends up being fake in the end, but it's a really pitch-perfect Matrix homage. Like, yeah. all of it. Like, the whole thing. Have you seen the third one yet? No. Okay. Is what happens in here kind of a reference to the third one? Yes. Why? What? Which shot? When he stops the bullet? Um, when Jeff and stops a little bit bullet? before it. Because that happens in, that happens before the third one yeah but i'm not spoiling what happens no i don't want you to but i yeah. don't think any of the so matrix... i can't tell you exactly why it's a, refer- sure. a, a reference to the matrix but but i don't think any of the references to the matrix were so specific that having only seen the first or second one uh that it would be inaccessible the joke that sure. they're making right they're wearing trench coats and no and he stops the bullet and stuff i don't know if you don't get it you don't get it zach even I don't... seen the third matrix you don't know the big reveal about Chevy Chase being his father all along. And he said, I am your Matrix, baby. And he's like, you're my Matrix daddy? He's like, yes, and, then and they now Matrix. you all have to watch Fletch and Fletch <laughs> too. The Matrix is his mom all along. She um, gave birth to him. What's to talk about here? The evil study group is here and they're out for blood. Pierce um, this leg. episode, another thing that made me sad about it, it always makes me sad the way that they underutilize Shirley, but literally the only joke the evil Shirley gets is that she's drinking all the time just feels yeah. like beneath the vet Nicole Brown. It just feels like it, it's not funny. It's the only thing that that character does. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it makes me as upset as that the only thing evil Jeff and evil Annie do is that they're grossly – like it's just mm-hmm. one no and not a funny one no and it's the only note. Which makes me like when Pierce shows up. I really like the line when they're like, I thought you were dead, Pierce. And here when he says, hell no, I faked my death for some reason. And <laughs> it was over a year ago. I can't remember why anymore. <laughs> I think that's actually really funny. Yeah. And they did a decent job here of like, obviously, if you know what's going on behind the scenes, you can tell like, why is Pierce 
so physically far from everybody else in the <laughs> yeah. scene. It's almost like watching things that have been filmed since the pandemic, and you can tell that they're filming them kind of in a bubble and, like, yeah. not as many actors on screen uh, and not as much, like, close, like, yelling in each other's face and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It feels like that. It feels like they had to keep them six feet away, but it's not for COVID reasons. It's for, like, racism reasons or for... Uh, I like some reasons. of the costumes for the uh, evil study group. Some, not all. I feel like evil Britta doesn't look the way she's supposed to look. No, I like Troy's and Annie's costumes, to be more specific. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I do like Britta f- up the thing and touching herself and making herself explode. And actually, I quite... Because it's Tristram Shapiro who directed this episode and he does a great job. I quite like this shot where Britta the real Britta reveals herself and then the camera moves to show like the lineup of the rest of the study group. That's a pretty yeah. badass shot. And honestly, this if this action scene was at least really fun and like high intensity, it would be like a more fun episode to watch, I guess. But there's no fight. Like I said, several of the evil study group members here just quit and the rest get taken down easy. I really hate that in this episode, they're not like... How can we get to these really cool shot ideas? They're just like, here are the cool shot ideas. Here's Troy getting shot in the trachea. Here's the bullet getting stopped. There's no other shots. You know what I... Does that make sense? That's it, yeah. In the paintball one, there's so much action and so much uh, well-rehearsed and executed action. And then there's those couple money shots that just stand out. Yeah. And here it's only money shots. And they don't look as good. Uh, like, that shot of Shirley, like, all the bullets missing her and the stuff yeah. in the background, those VFX look awful. Do not look great. It's so clearly Yvette in front of a green screen so they can mm-hmm. add all of the things. Um, yeah. I don't know. They all take each other out one by one. They all take themselves out. There's no struggle. I like that at least Allison as real Annie did a good job at first of, like, her guns kind of trembling. She's, like, nervous. Yeah. She's a different Annie. She was trying to differentiate the two. But f- the thing that makes her, like, take lead is that Annie, evil Annie says, me and Jeff have sex there. And Annie's like, you do? Wow. And then evil Annie's like, and he loves it. And Annie's like, that's it, bitch. <laughs> Your In ass this universe, The good universe our sexual chemistry is is uh, ethically complex, and that's it. <laughs> that's where the buck stops, sister. Oh, and I also really hated the shot when Evil Annie is getting shot, and her eyes look both like ways. a thousand times Ugh. at once, and then she. Oh. That's another thing. Even with this episode not working on a conceptual level, there's so many things about the execution of it. And I'm sure like a lot of these effects not working out are because of how rushed the production of this episode was in some places. But I feel like even the action and stuff looks worse than it has in the other paintball episodes. Oh, totally. And even in other episodes this season, I do think think about how good, um, like the The Western, the Western one looks. And then think about this, and it's just disappointing. Just raining the walls with paintballs that they literally shot paint all over the set of Community. And here they didn't take the time to do any of that. They just uh, VFX it all in. And I think this isn't all Community's fault, but I do feel like 
throughout all of season four, the production budget has been noticeably lower. Thinking mm-hmm. of episodes like how weird and detached Pierce's mansion looked from being like an actual yeah. mansion, it's clear that they don't have the money to go all in with it. But if they don't have the money to go all in with it, maybe they don't. should do more grounded stuff, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of what the next two seasons do to its credit. So, Stephen, tell me in a moment that uh, not even me that Annie gives. Not even – I don't even get to have sex with mm-hmm. Jeff. You said that hit you the wrong way. It made you feel real gross. Can you divulge a little bit? I just didn't think it was funny. I thought it was a bad line. It's just that. It's not the it ethics of it. It's just that it's not funny. No, not no one sleeps with Jeff. Not even Not even me. me. That's not true. Plenty of people have slept with Jeff. Yeah. Jeff has slept with at least two characters that are in this episode. I don't even like the Troy versus Troy moment, and that's something that should be so should easy. Should have been so funny. The yeah. part where they bump butts is kind of funny, and they said this is funnier than anything they did. They said on the commentary that when they were filming these sequences, they had it rigged up to where elsewhere on a monitor, while you were doing one part, you could see the other part that you had done already mm-hmm. somehow, like a mirror, so you could kind of see where the other Troy was. And they said that on set, Donald Glover was like making himself get butt by evil troy that's really funny and that's really funny to see him like at the monitor be like oh yeah take it like shit like that i think that's really really funny and way funnier (laughs) than anything the episode actually totally okay honestly i kind of like evil troy here the like i i've been counting one of us is out of bullets is it you yes why would you say that that's funny what Mm -hmm. really makes me upset is that they do the one cool trick shot idea instead of like any type of a battle of bullets. He gets shot right in the trachea just because that's like his thing and it mm-hmm. spreads from there. They're just like, that'd be the cool shot instead of like, yeah, that's one of the fight. cool shots. And I absolutely despise, it's kind of a precursor to a line that Abed gives a little bit later that just falls flat. When Troy goes, ballin', no, it isn't ballin'. You've got to earn that ballin'. That was half-assed and it wasn't ballin', it was not Troy. Great. Yeah. Ballin'. It's, it's like when a show calls itself cool, it's almost asking for people to sarcastically say, well, not really, which is yeah. what the show does a little bit later. We'll get to that in a second. All of a sudden, so Abed like dashes and uh, goes to talk to Jeff. And this is where Jeff realizes it's all a dream. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, there's the shaky cam going on as if it's a really <laughs> intense battle. There's like... There's one person, though. Right before this, we saw paintballs flying, like the blue splatters, like actually like the old paintball Mm -hmm. episodes. And yeah, there's just one person. Why is now all of a sudden it's like intense? Like everyone should just swarm him and shoot him. And then this is where they pull off the Band-Aid and Abed reveals that none of this is real. There are a lot of things about this moment that I like. I like the fake voice that Abed puts on so it's clear that it's not Abed anymore. Mm -hmm. I really like the stuff like the vending machine is full of meat and hard-boiled eggs and all of the background extras are attractive women. And during the dreamy parts of the episode, whenever it's like the whole it's that there are only attractive women extras the entire time to the Mm -hmm. point that they said that they were filming pickups from this episode even as they were filming a couple episodes after this one you can see Mm -hmm. i didn't point it out on the chalkboard in one shot you can see in the background they wrote six seasons in a movie on it and also Mm -hmm. they wrote gcc meaning greendale community college and 411 meaning season four episode 11 they filmed two more episodes Mm -hmm. after this one i think the puppet episode was the last of the season and I think mm. they also filmed Heroic Origins after this one, the two Chevyless yeah. episodes. In all the dream sequences, so even as they were doing reshoots, they'd be like, 
all the men extras leave for a little bit. We're yeah. doing that episode where it has to be attractive women extras. It's so com- confounding to me. That's such a funny community thing. Yeah. Community is like, if we're going to do a thing that's a dream and it's Jeff's dream, then there's just going to be attractive girls walking around the whole time and we're actually going to do it and we're actually going to stick to it. That's so community. And how mm-hmm. can this be such a mix of like, Worse than ever, it gets community wrong, but still in moments, it is community. How how yeah. does this happen? It's, I don't know, because they do some stuff with such, like, diligence and, like, effort and thought, and then other things, They do it with diligence and effort. It's not the other things not at all. They do it with diligence and effort, but they're too – they can't see that the big picture is so flawed. Yeah. All of the details they've got, and they stick to them, but they can't see that – Everything that this is based on is just not good and broken. Mm -hmm. And they said on the commentary that kind of the idea here was they thought that it would be too boring and lame to do an episode that didn't have something larger than life to it that was just about Jeff deciding if he should leave Greendale and become a lawyer again or if he should be the person that Greendale has changed him to be. And I don't know. If this is the alternative, I almost would have rather had that. Yeah. I feel like at least the alternative is something that's believable and that you could have had some sort of emotional weight to. There's zero emotional weight in this episode. That's what exactly what I'm saying. And that proves that it doesn't get what community is supposed to be because community, what makes it perfect is that when it's so high concept, it's always rooted in some emotional truth. Even as mm-hmm. a show that isn't always about character progression, if they're going to do chicken fingers, it's because that's the way Abed needs to see it right now. He needs yeah. to see the world through a mafia movie. Uh, if they're going to do G.I. Jeff, that's a good Jeff imagining mm-hmm. things one. It's because Jeff's going through like a breakdown. There's always yeah. a, a real world thing tied into it. And here the real world thing is a afterthought to get it back to the real world in the end rather than the reason for the concept to exist. Don't logic this one away from me, Abed. Abed says, <laughs> Ab- this is the worst line in community history. It's Abed says, one, don't logic this away from me. Basically saying to the audience, we get that this doesn't make any sense and we mm-hmm. don't f-ing care. Just let us do this. And yeah. two, we finally figured out a way to make PayPal cool again. You did not. No, they didn't. It was cool when they did it before. It wasn't uncool. You just figured out a way to make the cool thing that community does uncool in every mm-hmm. way. It's exactly that thing of when something calls itself cool, it makes it so easy to point out when it's not, and this yeah. just isn't. I'm good and pissed. Are you feeling hot? I'm feeling pissed. I don't like this episode, Steven. This and it just gets bad. worse hey, as it handsome. goes on. Here we get the one kind of cool paintball shot. This is that Matrix moment I'm sure you're referencing, and that makes me guess that it's probably like Neo versus Neo. Wrong, Zach. You missed the Matrix 3 reference already. Okay, Cool. Can you tell me what moment was a Matrix reference without No, because you'll know what it is. No, but don't tell me, like, and this happens in the Matrix. Just tell me specifically the community moment that was the reference. It's too direct. Really? Like when someone, like, dies in the episode? I can't tell you anything about it, buddy. Really? It's that? Watch the Matrix 3, then we can talk about it. I mean, I already know that, like, Neo dies and shit. Watch the Matrix 3 and we'll talk about it. Yeah, I just I feel a little bit unmotivated to watch the Matrix 3 because I didn't love the Matrix 2, but I do really want to see the Matrix 4. I like 3 better than 2. I remember 3 more than I remember 2, that's for sure. Okay. And that's the other thing is now it's been long enough that I don't really remember 
anything. Like, I remember the stuff that stood out to me as, like, whoa, but I don't really remember what happened in The Matrix 2. Well, that's too bad because you really liked the first one. I loved the first one, and I think that's how a lot of people feel with those movies. Mm -hmm. I think the first one might be my favorite action movie, period, like Hard Stop, because I'm not a huge action movie guy, Mm -hmm. and everything about that movie sings to me. And then the second does not feel like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's wrap up this. Come on, the show, Bruce Willis. Let's talk about Die Hard. So what? The what is even the last thing that gets Jeff us from never the, threw the die. Jeff catches the bullet, and then he looks at it, and that shot of him turning blue and turning into the other Jeff looks really weird. He does kind of look like in the Matrix Two when they have like all the Smiths. They don't quite look real. They look like animated and bulgy. That's what Jeff looks like for a second. It, it looks like a fucking Robbie Williams video. I don't, I don't get that, but... Uh, Robbie Williams, a 90s artist. I just want to rock, DJ. Don't know that one either. Hey, I don't think it was big in the U.S. <laughs> I only know about it because Danny talked about it, and then I've heard like 18 Robbie Williams references since then, so mm. I'm familiar with that song. He's British or something? I don't know. So now we get the end of the episode, which is just leading us to the Jeff graduation. It's having us this this big Jeff sticking with his friends. It's all of this. Look at the ass on the human being. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't not look at the ass on the human being. I but promise. like, I'm not complaining entirely. It's a it looks like a good ass. It looks just a lot of ass that I'm seeing. It's like there. a good genderless. ass. Like it's very form fitting. Like there are no undies on under that yeah. suit. That's for um, sure. This this is where it says actually on the chalkboard. You see, it says six seasons in a movie behind the dean and four eleven. Wow. Uh, all throughout the show, they put things like this on the on the chalkboard, especially four, five, and six. They'll put little message production messages for the fans and mm-hmm. like look at every little thing in the show. Uh, what is there to talk about? Does anything about this emotional ending? It's in the real world now, so technically it should work. Does any of this work mm-hmm. for you? No. Now the emotional ending. Not a bit. And it's such a big moment of the story of Community. Jeff is graduating Greendale. This is the moment that we've been building to from the pilot. Yeah, and I didn't give a shit, Zach, watching yes. this. Let me be honest. I did not care. And that doesn't really have anything to do with the show and how I feel I, I remember thinking, I was like, shit, show. I still have two and a half minutes left to this episode. What more are they going to do? Yeah, it, it, it's not that I don't love the show and that I wouldn't that I shouldn't feel invested in Jeff leaving and what that means for the show and the characters. It's just that the way that season two completely biffs it, and then that season five kind of has to like skip a while past it, that this moment that should have been integral to the series yeah. feels like a preset endpoint rather than like this big important emotional thing. Uh, and it doesn't do a lot for me. And especially it doesn't work for me that all the other study group members that we love so much are just supposed to sit here and smile and be happy for Jeff, save for Pierce in a second. That little yeah. moment of Britta crying is actually Gillian crying because they thought they were filming the series finale of the show. And that's sweet. But it has, I mean, how much but, would that like, suck if this was really the end of the show? Endlessly I feel like there's no weight behind it. Uh, imagine a world where this was the last episode of the show and we had done this podcast and now it's like, it's been fun, guys. We love to recap the community. This is it. After being pissed off for an hour and a half at the show. I'm really glad that this is now it ends. Thank God, yeah. And I'm glad that how it ends season. is much better. So here the dean says if anyone has any reason why Jeff shouldn't graduate that it's time to speak up. And that's when Pierce shows up right at the exact moment uh, the human being is fucking very terrifying. clearly <laughs> not shot at the same time no. with everybody else. Um, but it's a good little moment. If anything, I was glad that they put this in here 
I'm glad that Chevy decided to show up for this episode. So at the very least, we can get Pierce graduated, mm-hmm. moved on from Community, or moved on from Greendale, and then in a few episodes we find out that he's died. But I'm glad that it's not just like Pierce disappeared and then died. I'm glad that yeah, they tried they at least with this. what they had to give a line of closure to him. And with the whole, like, Pierce and Jeff working versus each other and being mirrors of each other sometimes, there is a cool thought to the idea that Pierce would get pissed and be like, this is when the time I finally graduate after years is because I can't let Jeff do it before me because I'm cooler than Jeff. If only they had time to, or uh, an actor that would allow for this to be uh, more of a storyline because it's kind of funny. It's funnier than a lot of the other stuff. Look at that all-star roster of extras we get. That's I cool. know. That's a cool series finale moment if it were to be. We've got Quendra. We've got Leonard. We've got Neil, Vicky, Garrett, Todd, and Magnitude. That's like all you need wow. to start. Wow. Wow. Kendra, I guess. I said Quendra. I said her first. I didn't hear it. Cut out. I didn't hear you say it. I said Quendra, Leonard. Yeah, we were internet cut out Zach, so I didn't hear you say anything before Leonard. Now we're at the big reception at the end of the episode. I did kind of like this moment. The Dean asks what what's next for Jeff, and he mentions that he's going to go back into law work, but not with that evil firm of his old co-worker. He's going to work for some local firms, and he's going to try to help out the little guy, which I think is cool. Um, yeah. I almost would have liked a world where Jeff isn't, a teacher at Greendale, he's now Greendale's lawyer because they're yeah. constantly getting themselves into legal trouble. That could have been funny. And let me tell you what, if this episode had earned it, this last shot, this last shot did kind of like stir the smallest thing in me. And if this had been a successful episode, if this were the series finale, this would be a great last shot. It it pans out on them celebrating together, happy. Uh, We won't get a shot like this of the seven of them ever again. Uh, With that that Greendale placard, your path to a brighter future, I think this is quite a lovely moment. It just sucks that the episode is so dog shit. Uh, because I actually really like this as a as a last shot of well, this I mean, sure, if we knew it was series. happening with anything other than one character of the eight people sitting, I agree. There, I that's what great. I'm saying. Just yeah, ethereally seeing that shot, hearing the music, it makes me swell up because of how much the show and the world means to me. But then when I think about like what the episode did, that that's just like a manipulation of emotions to put a little bow on it at the end when they really did not earn it. Mm. Uh, that's the end of the episode. It sucked. Let's talk about the end tag. I think it also sucks. This end tag makes me not like Troy and Abed in the morning anymore because, goddamn, they just so badly ruined the evil everything in this episode that I did not want to see it. Imagine not only if uh, this had been the end of Community, but this end tag had been the Was end the of Community. Was the last thing you saw? And the jokes aren't funny. Uh, I do. Co- the only joke I like is the thing about... They're in the world where Chang's in charge, so he gets to talk about whatever that he wants on their show mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. And the way that Choi and Abed are like, oh, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Not only because it's mandatory. That was a funny <laughs> joke. I wouldn't have minded even an episode about an alternative universe where Chang did get to take over the school. And sure. that's like the whole episode is like the sepia tone where he's like, you know what I mean? That could have been interesting. Uh, but I don't think the Troy Britta joke here is very funny. And the green screen is really bad. And, uh, I don't know. It's just not funny. And that's yeah. how it ends. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And then the Troy and Abed in the morning thing <laughs> kind of ends with the joke that it always does, where they're told that it's not real and they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I do like the see you at lunch, evil Jeff. See you at lunch. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of season four. Season four is such an interesting season of television, such an interesting page in the history book of television and, like, the business of television and the industry of mm-hmm. television, like why this season exists, why it's noteworthy, and why it's not noteworthy in a good way, you know? It's really interesting. I'm excited to tap into all that next week for our Season 4 Roundtable with a panel of people who really know what they're talking about. Uh, But as far as this being the last episode of the season of this show that we love, as we're wrapping it up and as we don't have that much of it left, I've got such a bad taste left in my mouth. And season it's not really the whole season's fault. It is this episode's fault. It's not a good episode. Do you have any final thoughts about why this episode isn't great before we try to come up with an MVP? I, I guess? just like, I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah. But what makes the the rage inside me burn is that this could have been the last episode of the show. Yeah. That and makes that it sucks. hurt all the more worse. And I know that the people that were making it were probably thinking the same thing. They yeah. were like... We've got to make this episode. We've gotten this far into it, and now our show's probably going to get canceled. I don't know. It's not uh, – uh, but like I said at the beginning of the episode, that's not a reason to, to like or dislike mm-hmm. something. Uh, I feel for them, and I feel nothing for this episode. Steven, who's your MVP this week? Your last MVP of season four. You know, I kind of am going to flip-flop my original choice. I'm going to give an honorable mention okay. to Abed. Okay. Because I enjoy Abed in the episode. Doesn't do anything wrong. Nah, but he's got the We Made Paintball Cool again. I would have given it to Abed if it wasn't for the We Made Paintball Cool again That was a pretty big deterrent. I guess that means that I'm going to give it to Jeff. Okay, but but give me a little reasoning. Why? I think non-evil Jeff has a pretty good episode other than the fact that he created this whole He doesn't do anything wrong here. He graduates. Good for him. And he learns how to take... What and he shows to, growth because yeah, he, he cares about his really friends. Really great growth, honestly. Jeff in the first two seasons, as soon as he could get out, would be gone. You know, we so didn't I think like Jeff he, for the first season. We didn't like Jeff, and if anything, I do think this first this episode, in its f-ed up way, it does yeah. close a circle for Jeff in a successful for way. Jeff, this yeah. character has grown so much. We've grown to really like him and to enjoy when he's snarky because he's nice underneath it, rather than just feel like he's an asshole to nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I uh, that's a good 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 pick. And Jeff is my uh, honorable mention, but my MVP for this week's episode is one Dan Harmon because God did it need him. I refuse. I, I refuse. No, I f- I f- hate this episode. I can't get yeah. it to. I can't give it to Jeff because I kind of disagree with giving it to good Jeff and not evil Jeff. I kind of feel mm-hmm. like there's just Jeff and f- all the Jeff and Annie stuff in this episode. Yeah. And I can't give it to any of the other characters because all they are in this episode is an audience for Jeff. Yeah. So I give it to Dan Harmon because I f-ing miss him. The creator of the show, it needs him desperately to come yeah. back and wrap this thing up the right way, which we'll get to in two weeks. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that definitely because this is not the way... But I had fun talking about it. I like when I get hot. Sometimes it's more fun to have stuff to complain about than to have sure. stuff to, to compliment. And I think season five and six are going to be interesting to talk about because they're not perfect. 
They yeah. have a different tone than the rest of the show does. It's darker. You can tell that Dan Harmon is back, but he he's really jaded and he's really bitter. And mm-hmm. that does seep into the show in ways that I think work. But it is kind of a different show when he comes back. It's not sure. like Dan Harmon came back and everything went back to like season the real season four, episode one. It's, it's a different show still. Mm-hmm. And another thing, now we've only got five episodes left with Donald Glover. Yeah, I'm not happy about that, Zach. We're I, so, I, part of the reason I stopped watching Community yeah. originally Because you like left, to I put was, yourself into a story. And I know Troy that left, about you. And, and Troy was kind of your audience proxy. You know, you put yourself into Troy. Uh, when you see sure. Troy dancing, when you see Troy crushing on Britta, you, you see yourself that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, without him, it's kind of like, what do I relate to, Chang? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but the show, I think, is for the better when it's able to shake loose what didn't what either didn't need or didn't want to be a part of the show anymore. Sure. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about season four as a whole with a panel of community podcasters and voices. We're going to talk about our top episodes, our bottom episodes, of which I'm sure this will be one of them. We're going to be talking about our season MVP. We're going to tally up all the MVPs and see who our our stat MVP is. It's going to be really fun. Those roundtables are always uh, one of the highlights of of doing this podcast because I love bringing on other voices. So we look forward to that. We'll see you next week with that. And then it's diving right into season five and i kind of can't wait for that too splish splash we'll be taking a bath well let's wrap this thing up steven if you like what we do here and you want to support us now and as we move through the end and post community patreon's a place to do it you get you can't just a pre-show live every week in the back catalog of all those episodes cow uh cowboy break break back broke back bebop every week every saturday over on the patreon look forward in a couple weeks for one of those episodes to be unlocked on the free feed but in the meantime the only place you can get a taste of broke back bebop is patreon and i think you should because it's really good uh sometimes i think it maybe even rivals this show at times yeah i think it's it's very funny it's condensed it's yeah it's raw it's provocative it's animalistic Where else can people find us? Because I love that people support us with their money, and that means a lot to us, and it helps a lot. But I don't belabor anyone who doesn't engage with podcasts that way, and I am just as happy to hear from a fan from these places as I am on Patreon. So where can they find us to to get a hold of us that way? Yeah, come on, sneak up behind us, put your hand over our eyes, and say, guess who's there? And if you want to find us to do that, we're over on Twitter, over at You Can't Dis the Pod. We're on Instagram. Um, follow us at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're yep. also on YouTube and Facebook under the whole name of the show. Yep. You can't disappoint a podcast. Yes, that sure is the title of the podcast we've done <laughs> for two years. Uh, everyone, I'm glad you've joined us. It's time for us to take our tassel from the season four side and move it on over to graduating into season season five. Did you do that with your hair? Was that a piece of your hair? Did you just no, do that it's like hair? a little hair tie. Oh, I thought you like took a, one of your dreads <laughs> and like <laughs> they're all plugs, Zach. I can just pull them out and stick them wherever <laughs> yes, I really Steve, want. Yes, it's got dreadlock hair plugs. <laughs> the the top of my head is essentially like a Mr. Potato head, but with a bunch of really tiny holes. You just got a bunch of holes that you put pegs into. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited to get into season five. We'll be back next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and tell us on Twitter, what do you think about the season four finale? Do you hate it like we do? Uh, do you have a reason why you think it's good? Let us know. I would love to hear some discourse. Do you love it? Do episode. you hate it? What, what would you rate, rate it? it? Uh, <laughs> give us a like if like, you like. Hit like. the bell as well. Uh, and we'll see you next week from inside the Dreamatorium. I'm Zach. 
I'm Steven. We love you very much. Black Lives Matter. Uh, apparently, we're going to World War Three now, so let's all <laughs> yeah, uh, we bulk up talk for that. that. Yeah, 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 Russia, luck, Russia, and the Ukraine. During our recording today. I got the news for you. President Biden announces new sanctions against Russia after its attack on Ukraine. I don't know what that means, but that doesn't sound good. So assuming that uh, we're not drafted by next week, we will be back, and we love you very much. Hope I go first round to get a better contract that way. Bye, everybody. Bye. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life.